Hi, and welcome to Making the Time podcast with Shelby Hughes. In this episode, we are going to talk about why the title, Making the Time. And it's kind of funny, and I just have to make this mention, that I really don't have a lot of spare time in life right now. Um, And if you listen to the introduction about myself, you will know why. But I do have enough time to create this podcast for you. So let's now walk through the why of this podcast. How did it come to fruition? Well, it's going to sound crazy, but it actually goes all the way back to when I was around nine years old. Now, of course, I didn't sit there and think, oh, I should start a podcast. Those weren't even a thing. Oh, it should be about making the time. I didn't know anything about time. But the story goes all the way back to there. Um, And I think you'll understand in a moment. So the church I grew up going to had a Wednesday night prayer meeting, which we always attended. It was a smaller church, and so there weren't nearly as many youth as there are in the church that I now attend. But regardless, there were a small group of us, and as the adults broke into Bible study, our small group would go downstairs. And one of uh, the young adult guys, he led that up. It was intended as a separate time uh, for us to memorize scripture or just learn about God in a way that would be a bit more relatable um, for our age group. But that wasn't happening. And so that time spent wasn't important to me because I knew what we were supposed to be doing, getting to know this God who had changed my parents' lives in a way that I noticed even as a nine-year-old kid. Now, you have to know that the teenage guy who led this up is now married to my bestest friend, who I consider a sister, and we have remained very close. And it's funny, because we have always been totally honest with one another. These are both friends from my childhood. We've always been blunt with one another, and they've certainly kept me from having a big head more than a time or two. (laughs) They've also taught me how to just chill and be myself and not take myself too seriously, which I am known to do. So one Wednesday night, I decided to stay upstairs because I really wanted to engage and hear who this God was that had changed my parents' heart in a way that even my nine-year-old self noticed. When church was over, the guy who led the group downstairs came to me and asked why I didn't come down there. Now, you have to understand that I was an uncannily sarcastic nine-year-old and still had yet to learn the think-before-you-speak rule, which, if I'm being honest, I still don't always think before speaking. But you also have to know that even at a young age, I cared about people. I've never set out to hurt anybody's feelings. I just didn't know how to tactfully answer his question in any sort of kind manner, so I just blurted, because we aren't learning anything downstairs. So I was brutally, sarcastically honest, and the guy was taken aback, But he quickly said that I was right and that things were going to change. So that's when we began to memorize the books of the Bible. And we also learned, in short, what those books were about. That was such a good place to start. And sometimes you just have to start. Sometimes the important things in life are given to us, such as our children. Other times the important things have to be started by us such as this podcast. There's always a time for relaxing, for hanging out with friends, and that those things are so important. Self-care is important. Friendships are important. But what I needed and knew could come from that small group um, was to get to know a God that I knew so little about and still 
ultimately know so little about even after all these years of seeking him, because we will never fully know him until we are with him. It wasn't worth my time because there wasn't intention there. Now, who knew all these years later, um, and with the appropriate times to hang out and to develop friendships, that those would lead to long-term friendships, ones that I don't think are going anywhere ever, ones that I value. Fast forward to when I was pregnant with my firstborn, and we were going to a church in Pennsylvania. And this is a whole other subject altogether, but let me just insert that finding a church and making the time to find a church that both you and your spouse agree on and grow from sounds easy, but is so hard. That was an interesting journey and took a lot of time, time and effort. And I will encourage anybody who is going through that season right now um, that it is certainly hard to find a place where you are both gaining, growing, and getting involved. <laughs> and I went in that rabbit trail by saying that praying to God about finding a church is the best thing if you are in that process right now. So anyway, we were at this uh, one church for a few months, and something that the pastor said resonated with me and has stayed with me, and it was this. We all feel like we have very little time. Now, you have to remember that I was pregnant with my firstborn, um, and I also wasn't working, so I had quite a bit of time on my hands. And if only I knew the whirlwind of responsibility and the feeling of little time that motherhood was going to bring with it, maybe I would have made better use of the abundance of time in that short season. So anyway, the pastor said, we all feel like we have very little time between the kids and work and extracurricular activities and chores around the house and everything else. It feels like all our time is eaten away and there's never, ever any extra time. But keep this in mind. While we feel like there's not enough time, we will make the time for the things that are most important to us. Let me repeat that again. We will make the time for the things that are most important to us. It didn't really hit me as profound then because it felt like I had plenty of time for what was most important to me, but it stuck with me. And I think deep down I knew that life was about to change um, when our daughter came along, even though I didn't know to what extent. So it's true. We will find time for the things that are most important to us. We will make that time, create that time, carve out that time in what feels like a life spinning too quickly. If that important thing is taking care of the home, we'll make the time. If that important thing is going on a date with your spouse, we'll make the time. If that important thing is getting on the floor and playing with our kids, we'll make the time. If that important thing is spending quality time with a friend, we'll make the time. If that important thing is playing an instrument because music helps us and our souls, we'll make the time. Whatever it is, we make the time. And our life is made up of many things that are important to us. But when we make the time, are we really doing so with intention at all times? Can some of our important things sometimes feel more like burdens, dare I say, wastes of our time? And why? Is that because we are always searching for the next best thing to come along instead of the next right thing? Like writer Emily P. Freeman speaks about over in her podcast, The Next right thing, which I will link to um, in the podcast description. Just recently, our family went through a hard situation. I had to reevaluate things and ask, what does God want from me in 2018? At the beginning of 2017, it was on my heart that God just wanted me to be faithful to Him. 
And so I thought that had more to do with being a good mom or being intentional with my writing. But little did I know that those words would carry me through the hardest thing I've ever dealt with. I wrote about that on a blog post, um, which I'll also link in the podcast details. But anyways, I got honest with God and I said, okay, God, this is what we've walked through. So now what? And it was this, just do more of what you love. So of course, being me, I then evaluated all those things that I love, the things and the people that are important. And you, listener, are important to me. Starting this podcast, which has been on my heart to do for about a year now, is important to me. And I want to make the time for you and for this, that we may learn how to make the time for loving well, that we may not only make the time, but that we may be intentional in that time we've carved out. And if you're listening to this podcast while you're folding laundry or driving or washing dishes or some ordinary mundane task, if you've made the time to do two things at once, then I'm sure we'd be fast friends. And I'm sure this is the right place for you. And if you are simply sitting and listening to this podcast while you studiously take notes, which I doubt anyone is doing, but if you are, well, you might know more about intention than I do. (laughs) You guys, I'm a work in progress, and I hope we can just join together in community, all of us works in progress, making the time to figure out how to make the time and do so with love and with intention. And since I'm a work in progress, All I know to do is start with what's in front of me, with the things that are most important to me, because I'd venture to say that we have a lot of important things in common. So for this season, I'm going to work in themes, and for the month of February, we will focus on four different relationships and how to love well. And I get it. My four most important relationships may not be the same as yours, but I'd go out on a limb to say that relationships in general are important to you. And so I hope you'll tune in each week, even if a particular relationship does not apply to you. And don't worry, we won't stay on the theme of relationships forever. It'll change each month. So join me on here every Friday for the next three months for the very first season of Making the Time podcast. In our very first episode, I'll share with you how my most important relationship gave me the kick I needed to start this podcast after having it on my heart for a while. As always, thank you for making the time to listen.